Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Johnson from Bethel Lady Church. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We are so glad we could connect with you through this podcast. Please ensure you subscribe to receive new messages every week. We pray this podcast builds your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and motivates you to live a life of excellence for the glory of our Lord. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the message. Today I want to learn about friendships with you from the Bible. We want to look at the importance of friendships from the Holy Scripture. Shall we? This month we are learning about relationships, right? So we want to look at what the Bible talks about friendships. I am amazed at the material that God has put into his holy scripture on the concept of friendships. There's so much. On an average, on an average Sunday, I do about two or three Bible verses in 40 minutes or 45 minutes. But today I want to do eight in the same time because there's so much about friendships in the Bible and there's no way we can. I need at least one month here to deal with this one topic. So much in the Bible about it. But I've got 40 minutes. Let's do. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 26. The righteous choose their friends carefully. But the way of the wicked. Many people think righteousness means avoiding wrong things, not smoking. That is righteousness. No. That is righteousness, but righteousness is also about being careful when it comes to making friends, about choosing friends carefully. Because there are at least two kinds of friends. One is what I call seasonal friends, occasional friends, what I call happening friends for a season and sometimes just a reason. That kind of friendships, sometimes it will last for a few months, sometimes it will last for a few years and sometimes it will go for a decade or more. But 99% of our friendships come in that zone. Seasonal friends. They are not lifetime friends, they are seasonal friends. They look like you, think like you, maybe even vote politically like you, worship like you sometimes, dress like you, behave like you, or even eat like you, and you think they are attracted to you. No, they are attracted to what you look like. They are attracted to your gifts. They are attracted not to you. They like what you like, they hate what you hate. So please don't think they are committed to you. It's just that they have similar dreams for their life, like you have dreams for your life. They are not committed to your dreams, they are committed to their dreams. They are not for you. It's just that they believe in what you believe and they are also going in life where you are going in life. And someday, if they find somebody who represents their cause and their belief better, If they find somebody who is better to do this journey, they'll leave you and go with them. And you will feel like, oh, somebody used me and threw me. But probably they didn't mean that. That, That's what happened because of whatever. But long-term friendships are important. Personal long-term friendship. I would say two generations ago, if somebody had 10 good friends for a lifetime, they would be considered really blessed people. In today's generation, if you got two, count yourself really blessed. If you get two good friends for a lifetime, you're really blessed. Because it's hard to find good friendships. People are good, but friendships is hard. But you need them because... You can be all what God called you to be only if we learn how to handle friendships. But they are people you can share your dreams with. They are people who will go the extra mile with you. But be very careful that you don't allow any friendships to control your life. Let His Holy Spirit alone control your life. 
Friendships are very important for mental health. And mental health is very important for a good life. Without a good mental health, you don't have a good life. Of course. Anything that you enjoy, you actually enjoy it in the head, in the brain, in the mind. And a good mental health requires good friendships. India doesn't publish these kind of reports, but America does. And I just picked up American report which was published this year, but it's basically about last year. This is from the American Medical Health. All of you who say, please email me what you got from where you got. You do research, I don't like bibliography. Friendships are very important. And according to the American medical stats of last year, one out of every five adults experience mental illness of some kind. Out of every five, out of every five, one. And out of every 20, one American has serious mental health conditions that require prescription drugs. And this includes immigrants who go there for a better life. One in every six American youths aged between six years of age to 17 years of age experience a mental disorder out of every six. In your family, you, your cousins all together, if six are there and you're American, one has got a mental problem. <laughs> I know somebody is saying, thank you Lord for a blue passport, Indian passport, I know. Because in India, it's not too bad. The reason is, culturally, we are a community that are sort of more friendly and not very individualistic. We are not, uh, our phones are never called iPhones. It will be called me phones or we phones because it's, it's caste, community, culture, you know. The, so these kind of problems are lesser and it's coming up, but it's lesser. According to the American Medical Research, their own statistical record of last year, Suicide is the second largest cause of death among the age group of 10 years to 24 years. Suicide. Second largest cause of death nationally. Why do people become friends? There's a lot in the Bible about these things and I don't have time to go through the scriptures. So I'm just running through the summary of the scriptures. People become friends because they express trustworthiness and support and comfort to each other. And because of that, they become friends. Just because of trustworthiness. I had a funny experience last week. At one point, uh, uh, I had to take an auto rickshaw from Lalbagh to my house via the church. I had to take an auto. So I just got into the auto and I said, let's go. And he asked me where? I said, Hebal. I know you should first ask the auto fellow and then sit, but I know how Bangalore works, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I was actually looking for a bus and I couldn't find one. So correctly one auto fellow came, I sat and said, Chale, Kahanko. I said, Hebal. One look and I knew he was from a certain community because of his dress, dress code. Then he asked, Hebal, and he told one number, X amount. I got little unhappy because I know that's a little more than usual, but I thought, it's okay. Because I know he's thinking, when I said Hebal, I know he's thinking Hebal flyover. But he doesn't know I'm thinking my house, <laughs> which is another three, four kilometers, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, inside, down, up. So I thought, okay, it's justified. I said, don't ask more, let's go. He said, okay. I said, I'm done, let's go. Then I told him, put on the meter. As he started moving, I said, put on the meter. I want to check how much it is. He said, why you want meter? I said, because I want to check what you said. I have a feeling it's too much. But you put on the meter and I'll pay you what I promised you, no problem. He said, okay. And I didn't know he's such a talkative guy. He started talking, <laughs> talking, talking. He's commenting on other drivers. Look at the tempo traveler. Kaisa jati mo. And I kept listening to him. In between, he would look through the rear view mirror and say, Sir, you're listening? I said, yeah, yeah, go on. I'm listening. He came to fly, Hebal flyover and I'm thinking, Oh God, now he'll say, Where should I stop? 
But I kept telling him, go straight, take left, take right, take another left, take another, take right, right, orthodage, you know, little. He never asked, when will I have to stop? He kept going till my house. Then I didn't have the exact change, so I went into the house, took the exact change, came, I gave it to him. And what surprised me is he didn't ask me anything extra. And I, I told him, the, the approximate location of where the house was while we were talking. And he takes the thing and he says, I'm happy today. Thank you for supporting me and talking. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't do anything. I did the same thing I do with everybody. Listen to whatever they say and, you know, put your thoughts across from your heart. But the guy felt so nice. And I thought to myself, all that headache of listening to that guy was worth it because it saved me some money. Anybody else would have charged me more for that additional distance, which they could have because he won't get a ride back from my house. He will have to come back empty at least till the flyover. So it was justified if he asked me for more money. Of course, the meter reading didn't cost so much. But anyway, people become friends. Just because they feel someone is listening, someone is giving support. <laughs> they listen and they participate emotionally and freely. There is a sense of confidentiality. I can't tell my dad this. I can't tell my brother this. I can't tell my spouse this. I can only tell you. There's a sense of confidentiality that builds friendship. They discuss mutual interests, whether it's common or different difference. Uh, but they speak mutual interests and they reciprocate normalized feelings. Ah, how do I explain this? When I meet pastor's kids, now I'm a little more normal, but earlier I used to get very attached to them quickly, especially as a pastor. Somebody comes and says, I'm a pastor's daughter, I'm a pastor's, and my dad is a pastor. Oh, I just love them. I just feel so nice because been there. <laughs> Lived in that glass house, felt like a goldfish in an aquarium. Everybody gets to comment on you and everybody has an opinion on what you eat and what you wear. Your house is like a bus stand, you know, everyone comes and goes. Man, so I, that's, you know, friendships are built on normalizing experiences. Last night I got scared. Who oh, you got scared in the night? I got scared in the day. Oh, okay. You know, there is a normalizing feeling on which friendships are built. <laughs> friendships are built on <coughs> the simple availability of each other and the positive feeling you get being with that person, feeling safe with that person, feeling important and valid with that person. And I think most important is feeling original with that person. With that person, you can be who you are. No putting on any farce. No putting on any mask. They forgive quickly. And you enjoy their presence. And they enjoy your presence without any prejudice. <clears throat> is that the reason they say a man's best friend are dogs? But anyway... <laughs> What breaks friendships? Misunderstandings due to poor communication or mannerisms. Small, small misunderstandings, they crop up and become a big misunderstanding. Changed or hidden priorities. In the course of friendship, when they hide their priorities or plans, or they change their desires, or they change their plans, it causes breakdown of friendships. Simple lack of time, no time for each other, also breaks down friendships. And I'm not talking about marriage. Same things can happen in marriage. Unfulfilled expectations is one strong reason for breakdown of relationships. Expectations. Somehow they spoke to you, you had so much expectation of them, and they performed so low, and, and you're really hurt now. You're going through pain. Simply because somehow you hoped things that were false and that were not true. 
You know, when we got married, the first thing I told my wife, everything I say first, but one of the things I told my wife is you will never have best friends in the church. Everyone in the church will be your best friend. You cannot have best friend in the church. She didn't like what I said. But today, even though she doesn't tell me, I know she's very thankful about it. The simple reason I said you can't have best friend in the church is, I said, listen, you know, I'm a pastor and you're taking on a position, knowingly, unknowingly, intentionally, unintentionally, you're sharing a position of influence where people trust you and you cannot differentiate between one and the other. Whoever comes to you trusts you and therefore you love them with all your heart and you cannot separate between that is my best friend another one is not my best friend because if you're somebody's best friend you cannot paint a false image to them you have to be there as their best friend and sometimes you can't because you have other priorities as a pastor's wife so simple rule no best i as a pastor don't have best friends and you cannot have best friends she said, that's terrible because she's, she's a woman all her life. She's had best friends, one or two, you know, they're like really thick. I said, all over. <laughs> the day you caught my hand and took a covenant, life changed. No best friends. Until today, that principle has served us so well because we've always felt that it's wrong for us to dishonor one and honor another when it comes to church, God put us in a place where he trusted us. We just have to love everyone with all our heart. You know, whenever in friendships there are unnecessary expectations, that's when breakdowns become normal. Don't allow such things. Betrayal breaks down friendships. Or cheating breaks down friendships. Sabotage. Wrong desires break down friendships. Especially when you invest so much into somebody and when it was their turn to invest into you, they don't have time or they don't have the money or they don't have the resources or sometimes they don't even have that attitude to give you back. Oh man, it feels terrible. It really irritates. One of the other reasons when you study the scripture, friendships break down is because people change with time. People change with the money they get in their hand or the loss of their finances. People change with change of their place. I'm not just saying going from Bangalore to Mumbai because they shifted. No, in the office, if they shifted from this chair to another superior chair, friendships change. From in the classroom, from the second bench, he or she shifted to the fourth bench, friendship changed. Life is so fragile. Friendships change on small things. <laughs> Friendships change depends on stress and opportunities people experience in life. Therefore, the Bible says you should be careful and sensitive about friendships. You should think through friendships. I know today's message is a very good message. Because when 8th standard girl told me after first service, very good message, Pastor. I always feel if young people can get the message, it was a good message. If old people feel it's boring, it's okay, they're old, forgive them. <laughs> Why should you be careful and sensitive with friendships? Because, first of all, you think they are your friend, but they may have stopped becoming your friend. They have, may have stopped their friendship, and they are just there in the relationship. They are just there in the acquaintance. The Hebrew word is, or the Greek word is oikos. When you study friendship, the word is oikos. It's, it's the people that you interact with. They are no longer your friend. They are just there. They are just someone that you know. And you don't even recognize that the friendship element is gone. They are just there. Especially this happens after long time in friendship. Sometimes you've got to be very careful with friendships because when they want you to do things that are not good for you, that's when you realize, hey, this is not friendship. This has now moved into something else where they are making requirements of me which are not good for me. Sometimes they are immoral stuff like drugs, alcohol, sexual favors and benefits. Mm -hmm, not good. Or they're making social demands on you saying, you're my friend and, uh, you know, why don't you move away from the other friends? Why don't you move away from your, why do you have to respect your parents so much? Why do you have to tell everything? 
to your family. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about friends. Or they say, why do you have to believe in your God so much? Huh? Why do you have to be so religious? That's when you realize this has moved on from friendship into something else which is not very healthy. Especially when in friendships they want you to invest. They want you to invest your time, talents and your treasure. They want to take your time. They want to take your secrets. They want to take your treasure, your money or they want to take your talents. And when you say, why don't we document it? Why don't we check with somebody on a consultation for what's best? And they say, can't you trust me? Am I not your friend? 100% answer is no, you're not my friend. But don't tell them that. <laughs> Recognize in your mind, that's not a friendship. Whenever they don't want to go the legit way, the right way, it's moved on from friendship into something else. It's time to investigate. Is this really friendship? I mean, why would they want that big money from me and not even want an advocate to check, write a document, sign a contract? Why is this friendship? In the name of friendship, can we, if he was a good friend, would he really want that from me? That's why we got to be careful to treat friendships well. We, we must learn to occasionally treat friendships well. Like you take a booster dose. Like you uh, give your dog a vaccination dose of whatever they need. Or like you inject babies with their you know, BCG or whatever, polio vaccination. Constantly you need to treat friendships because sometimes they turn toxic. With jealousy, hatred, anger, fear, negativity. These are things that friends can have. And they have a way of influencing us. <laughs> no, pastor. Excuse me. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Read. <coughs> Verse 33. Shall we read together? Aha. Uh -huh. Don't be deceived. Don't deceive yourself thinking, oh, such things won't happen. Bible says, bad company does ruin good morals. Company doesn't mean... Uh, a company doing bad stock market. I'm talking about friendships. Bible is talking about relationships. Company means friendships. Bad friendships <coughs> ruin good morals. It's important to be careful. Psychiatrists today tell us that an average person is actually the end result or the influence of the five best friends they have. That's what psychiatrists tell us. Oh, I have no friend. But you have friends, people that you appreciate on the YouTube, people that you love in the media, they are influencing you. That's why the first verse we read is this. A righteous person is wise and is careful on what friends they make. <coughs> Treat friendships wisely. Medicate it occasionally. Because many friends are transactional. They are transactional. In other words, they are there to get something or give something. And uh, don't make covenants with them. Make contracts with them. What's the difference? Covenant is between a husband and wife. Until death do us part. That's called a covenant. Contract is, you do this, I do that for you. If you fail to do that, I also don't do my part. Do Contracts with transactional friends, not covenants. Because some friends are like leech, parasites. <laughs> they take and take and take, oh, they can't stop taking, they take. And they take with such sense of dignity. <clears throat> and some others make you take from them and they become a crutch in your life. You want to stand straight, but you're so used to leaning on them. Don't you allow a leech or a crutch in your life. I call them leech and crutch. You may find a better word. Please replace it with a better word. Don't, don't allow anyone to depend on you too much. This is one reason when people come to me, can you pray and tell which job I should take? I said, no. I'll pray for you. I'll advise you. But if God speaks to me, I'll tell you. But I'm not going to make too much efforts. Why? It's not that I don't want to help you. But I think it's wrong. My Bible teaches me that I should help people depend on God and I shouldn't take that place. And I want to be careful about those things. 
And yeah, but if people don't depend on you, will they come back to church? Well, look around, you'll get an idea. When you walk in the principles of God's word, there is a God who will honor you and will bless you and will prosper you. Don't allow yourself the freedom to depend on somebody too much. Depend on God. Because depending on friendships is dangerous, especially when they are unreliable. See, sometimes friends want to be reliable, but they have got limited resources. What can they do? They can't help beyond a limit. Proverbs chapter 18, let's read. One who has unreliable friends, mm -hmm. So one who has unreliable friends, you know, hey, listen, man. It'd rather be lonely than having unreliable friends. Hmm. Why should you be careful with friendships? Because sometimes they are transactional and if... if Sometimes they lead you into immoral stuff. They deviate you from the purity of God's word, from the disciplines that you are supposed to have. They cause indiscipline in your life. They take you away from your family, sometimes from your marriage. They advise you all wrong things. These days, sometimes I get so upset when I hear stories. The other day they were telling me, after marriage, pastor, some struggle, uh, my friends are telling me to do like this. So I asked, which friend? No, it's my colleague. Is that colleague married? Yeah. How is their marriage? They are also going through a problem. I said, don't buy hair medicine from bald guy. That's why the Lord Jesus said, this world is nothing but the blind leading the blind. <laughs> Build, let's read James chapter 4 verse 4. You are cheating on God if all you want is your own way. Flirting with the world every chance you get. You end up enemies of God. Don't be surprised at what bad friendships can do to you. Don't allow them to influence you. You influence them. And if they don't like it, let them go away. It's okay. How do you communicate with people, especially in the concept of friendships? Let's look at Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise. Aha. Uh -huh. For a companion of... See, some friends are sincere, but they are sincerely foolish. And therefore, walk with the wise. Because their lack of wisdom will affect your choices. Oh my God, how many times we make choices because of somebody's suggestion. And, and it need not be someone suggesting to us by saying personally like that. It could be a WhatsApp message that was suggestive. But be careful of how these informations influence us. Walk with the wise. Walk with the wise. Walk. Walk is an expression in the Bible of friendship. How can two walk together unless they are in agreement? Do you remember? Teachings of Jesus. Is that, that's a Jewish expression of friendship. Walk with the wise. Have friendship with the wise. And you will. There's a certainty there. There's an assurance there. You will become wise. The other day I was telling my family, thank God, no one comes close to us and gets destroyed. Everyone who came to us over a period of time got blessed. Thank God for that. No one can say we were close to Pastor Johnson and became drunkards. <laughs> we were close to Pastor Johnson and lost money. We were close to Pastor Johnson. But can they say about you something like that? Or can you say something about something like that about somebody else? That simply means that was a bad influence. How do we communicate well 
between people. You know, sometimes I have had tough rules for myself as a pastor. I sometimes feel miserable. Why did I make these rules? But anyway, I made it for a reason. I made it 25, 30 years ago. Now I'm not going to change it. One of my silly rules is, uh, I made that rule when I had the motorbike. Now also I have not changed that rule. I had a Yamaha RX-100 on which I would go around doing ministry. I used to do a lot of ministry those days, not only because I loved people, but I loved biking. And uh, <laughs> gave me purpose to drive. Once I went to one house in Jalahali and I prayed for that family and small church that time. Our church was small. And then I had to visit another house about one kilometer plus little away. And that family knew the way to the other family. So I said, I'm going there. They said, we'll come with you. And then they said, okay, our daughter will come with you. And she's sort of my age. And they said, let her come with you, pastor. She knows the way. Now I'm full problem for me because I have a decision. I will not take another woman on my bike. That decision is because of culture. My heart is clean. I have no issues. I'm not scared of a lady behind me. But uh, this society, you know. So I thought, somehow I made the decision. Now I don't want to change. You don't know what tension I went through. Bah. I told that family, it's okay, just tell me how. Left, right, then, that way, then this way. They are like pastor. A little complicated. Let her come. She's free anyway. Let her come. No, it's okay because then you have to come. She'll come back. You don't worry. Or you can drop her back. (laughs) Finally, I told that family, don't feel bad. These Pentecostal people are dangerous. I come from Pentecostal community. And so I have a decision like this. That's why they said these Pentecostal people are very bad. I said, correct. Then (laughs) one and a half kilometers, I walk with those people. Because it was walking, two, three people came. We went together, all the way till there. Then again, they walked back with me. And on the way, I was thinking, what a fool I am. What all rules I make for myself. Fast forward 15, 20 years. This girl now married and all that, doing very well. They're not coming to our church. They were going to another church. from Where the boy is, from that church they're going. So, some family problem. They decided to get a divorce. But that boy told this girl one condition. He said, I will not come for any counseling, no visiting any pastor except Peteleji. You can go to Pastor Johnson. That boy says. So she comes to me saying, he has allowed me to come only to you. I said, then bring him also. No, Pastor, he said, I can meet you. So I want to tell you my problem. And there was some sensitive things, some personal stuff. Now, I was curious why this guy did not want her to meet his own pastor and not counselors in his own church. Then I inquired and I found out that fellow has heard this story about not allowing on the bike. And these people were love marriage. He is not one very holy type. He is a little different type. But even that different type fellow knows when it comes to morality, it is better to trust fellows with some sense of dignity. Everyone knows that. So when it comes to communication, now no, no, don't you don't have to make a decision that, oh, I will not allow anyone. You brought someone to church. Now you go by yourself. No, that's, that's, that's not. Now, if you want to do that for other reasons, go ahead. But... That's not the objective of my preaching. (laughs) Don't promise what you can't keep. Calculate what you should do, what should be your expectation of yourself for them and do that towards them. Don't expect anything from them. This kind of communication will be successful in friendships. Don't allow them to validate you. You don't need them to make you feel valued or uh, feeling right. Have a selfie, have a healthy self-esteem. Remember, you're valid whether they think uh, you're good or bad. The fact is, God created you and he never created a wrong thing. Discern their intentions. Simply don't just believe what you hear or what you see. Discern their intentions. I love the scripture. Let's read. Uh, John chapter 2 verse 24. Jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew... Follow the Jesus principle. Love God, trust God. Love people, 
No, I didn't say that. Full stop. When it comes to trusting people, be wise. Be sensitive. Look around. Be careful. Because today they may be trustworthy. Tomorrow they may not be trustworthy because something would have changed in their life. It's not that they're intentionally bad. But life changes. And therefore, we must be careful about how we handle things. Avoid gossip as a rule. Don't gossip, especially about uh, common friends. Because if you gossip about somebody who is absent, it simply means you don't even respect the people who are present. Why? Because when they are absent, you'll do the same. Never gossip. Gossip. You want to talk bad, hit it on politicians. Any party, pick up one and scandalize it. No issues. But common friends, common friends don't gossip because those things will reduce your own respect in friendship. And a good friend need not make a good business partner. Don't do business just because of friendship. Do, uh, don't, don't use friendship for doing Things which, okay, let me say it this way. Oh, pastor, me and my friend are going to sell a land or buy a land. Fantastic. But get an advocate who understands land. No, my friend is advocate. Good. Where is he working? No, now he's doing admin job. He's an advocate, but he doesn't know land. Find an expert who knows. No, he's my friend. So what? No, subregistrar is my friend. So what? Get your documents to someone who can understand documents, who's an expert in documents, and let him go through that. Friendship doesn't mean that you can bypass process. Process is very important. Friendship should never be allowed to bypass process because then you put your friend also into a bad condition. Communication between friends ought to be very careful. And please understand, women and men are very different in communication. Women are more emotional when it comes to communication and men are more transactional when it comes to communication. Women talk more and touch more and share more feelings and share more details. Men are more activity-based. More events-based. And they don't discuss intimate things. Oh, that's my badminton friend. And that's my football friend. Oh, that's my colleague in... Uh, uh, he's my coffee friend. And this badminton friend has no idea about that football friend. In a man's world, it's all different compartments. When a woman talks, she talks because she feels good sharing her details. When a man talks, it is because... He realizes she's feeling good listening. And so he shares more. He's all not, he doesn't need to talk to feel good. Now, some men may, that's a different thing. But generally, now all rules don't apply to everybody, right? So there, this is a generalization and sometimes it's not accurate. But women tend, so when, when you feel that guy is listening to you, that guy thinks, oh, she's telling me everything because she loves me. <laughs> she's feeling good. <laughs> she enjoys talking. She's not going to marry you, man. Calm down. <laughs> she's just telling you because she likes sharing details, intimacy. She enjoys that. But he told me all the things, Pastor. That's because he recognized you like to hear it. And he knows to give you more, to make you feel better. For him, it's the same. That's why after marriage, he doesn't talk. She continues to talk. He doesn't. <laughs> because job over. <laughs> one fellow got married in one church and then someone asked, how do you feel? He says, one work is done. You know? <laughs> Men are different in communication from whom? So how do you handle the opposite sex? Simple. Be easy in being respectful and be appropriate. Depending on your situation. Like I said, for me, I have my own rules for myself. Be respectful 
and be appropriate with each other. And it's very difficult to be too close to the opposite sex in friendship and not have romance. Pastor, but he is so close. I am very sure he has no other thoughts. Sister, your brain is version two. His is version one. <laughs> because God created him first. Yours next. <laughs> version one works differently. A lady cannot go close to a man and he not having other thoughts is impossible unless there is a manufacturing defect. <laughs> Keep your distance. Keep your appropriate distance. And a good friend sometimes makes a good spouse and sometimes doesn't make a good spouse. I'll give you one beautiful family story. Abraham and Sarah, what a lovely family. And Hagar was such a blessing in the house. The day friendship changed into something else. What a catastrophe. What a disaster in that house. After 4,000 years, we are still paying for it. One family ruckus. The whole world is affected. Don't start another one. <laughs> Some friendships are only good for friendships. Some you can convert. So how do you identify what is a spouse material in friendship? Number one, pray. Only God knows. <laughs> Seek the Lord with all your heart and say, Father, help me in this puzzle of life. Help me, Lord. I had a rule. For me, I had a rule. I won't marry from the church. I won't marry from the ministry. I made a rule. Because everything looks good. Pastor, pray for me. I want to serve God. Appal, this is the one. Hallelujah. <laughs> everyone is sincere. Everyone is loving. Everyone is beautiful. What do you do? So I made a decision. No marrying from... Actually, I didn't make. My parents made it. They said... This is what I call Pentecostal legalism. Now you know why my anger will never go. Because of childhood trauma. But honestly, today when I look back, I thank God for this Pentecostal policeman. They, they keep you in the right lane and help you move forward. You know, it's a blessing. Really. It's a blessing. Only thing, blessing in disguise. Now, <laughs> pray, seek God and do faith check. Are you on the same page when it comes to faith? Value systems. Are your value systems right? And then process it right because process can never be skipped. Process can change everything. The same sodium and chloride, if you change the process, it turns into something else. It doesn't become salt. Your temperature is an important factor. Atmosphere is an important factor. Catalysts are important factors. Process is very important. Just think about it. People do multiple rounds of interviews, including Zoom, telephonic, in-person, offline, for one job profile. And for marriage of a lifetime, in one meeting, pakka, this... <laughs> no wonder people are superstitious. <laughs> take it through a process. It may be right, but take it through a process. <laughs> people do background verification, for a normal job, what all background verification they do. For a marriage, you want to decide in five minutes? I don't think that's right. When me and my wife, we got married, they gave me ten minutes to talk to her and decide. Lifetime choices. I remember that night praying, saying, and I finished in eight. I remember telling God, Father, help me. Only you know what is tomorrow. What do I know? Help me, God. And God guided me. Our God is a prayer-answering God. Seek God. Seek God. It would rather be single than marrying the wrong person. Yeah, I said that. Because I'm sitting and hearing stories. You would rather be single and happy than to marry a wrong person. Best thing, get married to the right person. Good marriage, nothing like that on the earth. It's heavenly. It's beautiful. 
It has problems, but it's still beautiful. It's better than being single. Because God found it's not good for a man to be alone. Whether you find or no, it's already found. But however, however, <laughs> oh, some people want to marry after retirement. Listen, the day you get your job and you start financial ability, start praying for the right person in your life and get married. It's very important. Get married to opposite sex. <laughs> yeah, that's a commandment in the Bible. People are getting married to cat, to dog, what all is going on, where is pathetic. And that comes in the media. Decent marriages no one will talk about. Our uh, TRP system is skewed very badly. Look for a spouse, not for a friend. Become a marriage material. Because marriage is different from friendship. Friendship is about comfort and about joy. Marriage is about responsibilities and duties. And more of course. Some people are great friends, but they, they can't handle responsibilities. They can't handle stress. They don't make good marriage. So don't end up marrying friends. Unless that is from God and stuff like that. The best thing to do is look for a spouse. And when you look for a friend, look for only friendship. Don't mix the two. And then it's not cluttered, it's easier. Some simple good principles. Let's start with the scripture. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so that you will be at it together in this. No one left behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In other words, avoid dirty stuff. Whether it's jokes, habits, places. Avoid stuff that is below a certain level of dignity. All this texting and sexting, it's not very smart. Practice simple prayer together. Whenever you are with your friends and if you are of a common faith, take a few minutes to pray and say, why don't we pray together? And if you have no other topic to pray, pray for India to be blessed. It needs that. Pray for your church. Take two minutes to pray. Give your friendship a dignified touch. Spend time meaningfully. Maintain good social and emotional healthy distance. You need that. And the best friend we can have in life is our Lord Jesus. If you, if you don't have that, if you don't have that vertical relationship, it sometimes can get complicated in horizontal relationships. People to people friendships can be complicated if you don't have that friendship with Christ. Let's read the Gospel of John, I think, yeah, 1515. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants because, uh-huh, <coughs> instead I have called you from everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Jesus calls you friend, but are you there to call him back as friend? Let's get to that place where we daily have his shoulders to cry on so you don't need others' shoulder to cry on. Let's have his presence in our life to listen to and talk to and transact with him so that life will be beautiful in earthly... We must have friends. It's important we must have friends. Don't be lonely, but have right friends and it's possible. It's easy. Thy word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Eyes are closed, heads above. As we say, Lord, this morning as we studied about friendships, help us to honor friendships. Help us to be right in relationships. Help us not to give them the scope to control us. Some of us who have gone through trauma, who have gone through struggle, maybe betrayal, maybe sabotage, maybe insult, Maybe some of us have gone through shame because in friendship somebody insulted you and you're still going through that struggle. Today you tell the Lord, Father, I pray for a healing in my emotions. 
Some people have made wrong decisions because you got hurt. You made wrong decisions and now we are all cloistered, cut off, isolated. No, 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 that's not the way. Open up and say, Father, I'm ready to open my life again for friendships. But give me wisdom to handle it right. Help me, Lord, to discern ongoing friendships. Help me not to disrespect any friendship. Give me your grace. Let my manners never get affected in a negative way. Let me blossom even among wicked people. Let me blossom even among unrighteous people. But let me learn how to handle those relationships. Protect me, Lord. I love you today, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the truth from your scripture is so clear. We thank you. Thank you that your word is not ambiguous. It's not confusing. There is clarity in your word on how we ought to be successful in our relationships. Let that anointing be upon our lives. Help us to be a positive influence on people around our lives. We love you today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the people said, Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I believe that you are blessed. Please connect with us for prayer or counseling. Please do call us or visit our website or visit us. The details are given in the description. We'll be glad to serve you. Do subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to encourage you in your journey in Christ. Please do share it with your friends too by clicking the share button. We are praying for you. God has great plans for your life. Thanks again for participating, listening. God bless you.